In episode 177, I went through how you can make a healthy pizza and I got some great feedback from that episode. I know plenty of you bought those low-dough bases and enjoyed those and you were also just able to integrate a food that maybe previously would have seemed too calorific or off limits and you had it in your plan for the first time, which is really great news. So in today's episode, I want to go through how to do the exact same thing, but this time with a cheeseburger or even just a hamburger. I never used to know if it was a hamburger, like H-A or handburger. Did anyone else get confused by this or was it just me? And fun fact, there's no conclusive evidence of where it actually originated from. The theory is that it came from Hamburg and was supposed to be eaten by many Germans who emigrated into the US who of course popularized it, which makes sense, but <laughs> I digress. Let's get into it and don't worry vegans and vegetarians, I've got you covered today too. So if you were typically to get a cheeseburger or hamburger from a restaurant, the calories will vary massively. I would imagine you're looking at somewhere between 600 to 1500, 2000 calories, maybe even depending on the burger. And on that note, the best burger I ever had was in Amsterdam. And strangely, I don't have a photo of it, but it was literally the biggest and most delicious burger I've had in my life. I have a feeling it weighed like a kilo or something like that. And I reckon it was somewhere within the region of like two to 3000 calories, I have to say. So between the high fat meat, the cheese, the bread, it's a pretty calorie dense meal. However, if you follow me on Instagram or you've you know seen some of the meals and dishes that I make, you'll see that I have burgers for dinner all the time. I've been doing lower calorie burgers for honestly like six, seven, maybe even eight years now. And I want to let you into my secret. So let's begin with the bun. If you were going to have a brioche bun, which I guess would be pretty typical or maybe a seeded bun, according to an online supermarket that I just had a look at, you're looking at about 204 calories for the brioche bun and about 240 for the seeded bun. If you have two burgers, just the buns alone have added up to about 400 to 500 calories. So to reduce this, you have a couple of options. If perhaps Perhaps you're not even someone who's a fan of bread, you could maybe even swap the buns for lettuce. Lettuce burgers are much more popular these days and you can even get them in restaurants as well sometimes. This wouldn't be my personal go-to, but I do think it's a good low calorie idea. Second option is what I like to call the one bun rule. So I would usually have two burgers to get a decent amount of protein, but to keep the carbs and the calories overall lower, I would just use one bun and have open burgers instead. And I personally really like this as one half of a bun is usually more than enough bread. And of course, it reduces the potential calories by 50%. Another option, which I pretty much use all the time actually, is replacing buns with thins, which you'll find in most countries, if I'm honest. In the bread section, it's probably most similar to a flatbread, I guess, and basically contains around 99 calories per thin. So the construct of these are pretty similar to a bun in the sense that they have two halves. And this is what I'll usually go for. I like the thinner nature of the bread, the carbs and the calories are decently low. And you can either have like a regular burger with a thin on either side, or you can do the one bun rule and have them open. I actually had these in, <laughs> last night, in fact, so that's how regularly I do it. So that's the bun sorted, and there's many different options there. The next is the meat. So let's be honest, usually the fattier the burger, the tastier it is. So just like the pizza, it's not going to taste like the greasy, beautiful burger you would have. But you have to bear in mind, it's probably going to be a third of the calories. So the best option, if you're a meat eater, is lean beef burgers. And if you're in the UK, M&S do some amazing ones. And they're called skinny beef burgers. They're absolutely delicious and I've been having them for a number of years now. In the US, you're probably looking at meat that's 95.5, probably
probably that's the lowest you want to go. If you're going into the territory of 90-10, which you definitely could do, but you're probably then closer to what a typical burger would be. And on the note of that, in a typical beef burger from a supermarket, you're looking at somewhere around 200 plus calories, 10 to 15 grams of fat. And in restaurants, it's highly likely it's going to be higher. And once again, if you're like me, you would be having two of these. So that could easily be 400 to 500 calories. And for the M&S ones I just mentioned, I couldn't find the exact nutritional information, but it's around three grams of fat and about 120 calories per serving, meaning the rest is protein too, which is not far like what you would have in a chicken breast, for example. And in my opinion, they taste pretty damn good too. If beef isn't your thing, turkey and chicken burgers are another fantastic option. If you're in the UK, Tesco's do a really good turkey burger. It's around three to four grams of fat, similar to those skinny burgers. And in Mexico, where I am currently, I'm, it's very easy to find chicken burgers. So I'm sure you'll have a similar option if you're in the US or elsewhere around the world. More protein, less calories. It's win-win in my eyes. And finally, for you meat eaters out there, you could always make these yourself by using lean beef mints, turkey mints, chicken mints. I'll be honest, I'm a little bit too lazy for this, but it is a fantastic option if you really want to make things from scratch. Actually, no, I have one more. I've had times in the past where I'll want a more fatty burger, but want the protein as well. So rather than having like two normal burgers, I'll do one regular burger and the other will be made like a burger, but I'll put a chicken breast in it instead. And that's a solid option too. So before we move on, vegetarians and vegans, you have options too, but given what mock meat burgers are generally made out of, they're likely to be a little bit more carby. So that's firstly something to be aware of. However, the best I found when I was having a little look on Tesco specifically, you can get heck vegan Italia burgers. They're 117 calories, two grams of fat, nine grams of protein, 12 grams of carbs, which is not bad at all. And heck are a really solid brand. I've been a fan of their sausages for years, so I imagine they taste good as well. Another option is from Richmond and their vegan meat-free frozen burgers, 142 calories, 6.5 grams of fat, 12 protein, seven carbs. Again, not too bad at all. And one more, and probably the best one here is 164 calories, 5.2 grams of fat, but 17 grams of protein. And you got about nine grams of carbs. The highest calorie of the bunch, but for 17 grams of protein, I'd say that's 100% worth it. So plenty of options. And now we're gonna get onto the cheese. And there is a few different approaches that you can take here. The first is just sticking to normal cheese and just being minimal with the amount that you're using. If you don't wanna compromise on the flavor, let's say. And also on that note, if you want more flavor, but probably less volume, then getting a more mature cheese could be a better option. Pick your cheese carefully. <laughs> so there's that option, but then there's also the option of reduced fat cheese, similar to what we discussed in the pizza episode. And then of course you've got the eat lean option, which will be super low cow and high protein. I've used that on my burgers in the past. It's not amazing, but it's definitely something that works. If you're using the typical like cheeseburger squares, the reduced fat option will have around 30% less fat and probably about 30% less calories as well. And there's not a huge amount of difference in the flavor in my eyes. And an option that you might have not considered, which I actually use almost every day and used last night is low fat cottage cheese. This makes it zero fat. It's much higher protein too. And if you like cottage cheese, it's an absolute no brainer. And this is my daily go-to. When it comes to vegans and the non-cheese eating vegetarians, or in fact, those who are maybe lactose intolerant, the best option I found was a cheddar from Vio Life that comes in at about 150 calories per 50 grams, which is pretty decent. And you probably won't need more than that, I imagine. The next thing to consider will be the extras. I'm not that big on putting a lot more in my burgers than, you know, 
tomato, lettuce, etc. But I know some people like having bacon, egg, avocado, and all the other crazy stuff. But a great idea to keep satiety high and calories low is to pack it with salad items. Solid amount of lettuce, tomato, onion perhaps, maybe even some jalapenos as well. I'm quite a big fan of adding dried onions as well. And you can go with just a little amount because if you use a lot, it's going to add up from a calorie perspective. But there's plenty of flavor in them. So that's also an option if you've gone maybe a little bit more conservatively elsewhere. And if you do want to add other things to your burger, then by all means do. But if you can live without and go with the fundamentals and plenty of salad, once again, it's going to be much easier to keep it low calorie and then have those burgers on a more regular basis. And if you are going to have any sauces, it's going to be pretty similar to the pizzas. Once again, opt for the lower calorie options, be conservative with your portion sizes and weigh it out so you can keep on top of how much you're having. And there you have it. Burgers are now back on the menu on a regular basis. As always, play around with it, experiment. And this is a great approach for those who have families. You can get the kids involved with their own burger creation and the whole family can eat a very similar meal. So I hope that helped team. Take care and I'll speak with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.